Hello and welcome to the How To Money podcast. Remember all that stuff that they didn't teach you in high school? No? Well, How To Money is here to discuss everything from taxes to first jobs, superannuation to credit cards. I'm Kate and I'm here with my co-host Susan and we're taking on the task of demystifying the confusing world of money and helping kickstart your financial education journey. Today's episode focuses on credit and debit cards. Hi Kate. Yes, credit and debit cards. Well, this follows on really well from last week's episode. Do you remember what we talked about last week? Oh, as I remember, savings and transaction accounts. Yep. So most banks, once you open a savings or transaction account, will offer you some sort of card to go with it. So they would normally start offering you a debit card, which is the card that withdraws money directly from your account. So you can use it in an ATM, you can use it at a supermarket, and you can use it at a shop. So it's also maybe ID number on it, so it may have your ID. And um, they're very flexible, and most people have a debit card to start with. So Susan, what are credit cards and debit cards, and what are the difference between them? Okay, so I mentioned debit cards. That gives you direct access to your account. So if you go and take $100 out at the ATM, it will withdraw out of that account. So they're always linked to a specific bank account. Now a credit card can be linked to a specific bank account or not. And you can get credit cards from other suppliers, not just a bank. So a credit card, it does allow you to shop for things and not pay it back immediately so it doesn't come directly out of your bank account. For an example, if I go to a shop and buy an item of clothing for $100 with a debit card, it comes directly out of my account that day or maybe the next day. With a credit card, I also put the credit card down, spend my $100 and depending on the credit card, it may give me 45 days before I have to pay it or 60 days. So they're usually somewhere between 30 to 45 days before I pay it. Sounds like free money to me. Yes, so some people think it's free <laughs> money. And hence, usually when you've got a credit card, you are inclined to spend more money because you're not seeing it hitting your bank account that day. But eventually a bill will turn up, whether it's emailed to you or in paper base, and it says this is how much you have to pay. And it will give you a due date. Please read that. So read how much you pay and when it's due. Because what happens if you don't pay by due date, Kate? A lot of fees that are written in the fine print that I probably didn't read before I signed the form. Yes. So also on it, it has an interest rate, and it's a very high interest rate. Yeah, definitely higher than the interest rate we were talking to you last week on your savings account. Yep. Completely different interest rate. Yes, and you'll be quite surprised how high it is. And we're... it's not money you're gaining, it's money you have to pay. Yep, and it's usually double figures, so we're talking over 10%. Mm. So then that kicks in. So the, the interest, which is... In effect, a loan, this organisation has lent you that $100 and if you don't pay it back on the agreed date, it, it starts charging you interest. 
And what's more, most of them charge you interest from the day of purchase, not from the due date. So the next month, if you don't pay it back, you'll get not only your $100 you still owe them, but then that interest charge on top, which can be quite hefty. So if my money isn't on the credit card, whose money is on it? Well, the organisation that's providing the credit card. So if it's from a general financial institution, we've talked about those, Bank Building Society Credit Union, it's their money that they are lending you. So mm. it's like an incredibly short-term loan, very, yeah. very short-term loan. Mm. So when you get a credit card, they will discuss a line of credit or a credit amount. So it might start with $2,000. So you can spend up to $2,000 or $5,000. So you think, oh, wow, I'm going to go out and buy my car or, you know, a lot of clothes, shoes, whatever. But you still have to pay. And if you can't pay by the due date, the interest starts calculating and it keeps calculating and calculating. So you may pay a portion of your amount back, but the interest rate will continue if you have not fully paid the total amount. Mm. So you can have different credit limits. Mm-hmm. You have different credit limits and you can actually have multiple credit cards. Mm. I, I in general would not advocate that because it's very hard to start keeping track of um, who when you owe. due. Yeah, what, where. And you think you might be really clever and you're rolling between credit cards, but usually that ends in trouble because you'll miss a payment and suddenly you've got a very large interest bill. Mm. I also found um, quite interesting when I was reading on the Money Smart website that credit card issuers by law are not actually allowed to send you invitations to increase your credit limit unless you've agreed to it first. Yes, and you might easily have agreed to it when you first took it out and you tick a box. Mm, you know, I think I remember you, that box. Yeah, I marketing, notice. advertising, you know, all those tick the box. Mm. Uh, and there's nothing wrong per se having an increased limit if you need it, but you are managing your finances correctly. Um, you might get a stage later on where you start putting school fees on or you know, car payments, all sorts of other things. Things that are much higher than your income. Yeah, yes. Well, if you plan how to pay it back, but if you can't manage a $2,000 credit limit and find you're always late and always having interest charges, please don't go for a higher limit. You'll just end up with much higher fees. Mm. I like having a low limit. It's very manageable. And if there's any type of credit card fraud, I know it can't go that far. No. I mean, most organisations, financial institutions are very good. If there is credit card fraud, they'll freeze it. They sh should refund it if it's not your fault. And you will have to be issued with a new credit card. Um, the other thing to, to think about, of course, between debit and credit cards is sometimes you can have one that does both. Mm. So can you get... Because I know you can get cash out easily um, from an ATM with a debit card. And now a lot of the financial institutions have started removing ATM fees. So that's mm -hmm. a bonus. Mm -hmm. What if I want to get cash out with my credit card? Ah, something I never do. Um, oh, well. <laughs> because. <laughs> well. Simple reason. Why? 
they charge you that's usually called a cash advance and most if you read the fine print yes you can do it but there'll be a fee and they charge the interest rate from the day you draw the amount so it's different from lending you credit so if you go to the store and purchase the hundred dollars that goes into your credit card and you get your 30 or 45 days to pay but if you go to the ATM and use your credit card to withdraw cash they're lending you money on the spot and it's no longer associated with lending it to you through a merchant or mm. a, a shop. Yeah. So it is quite different, so be <clears throat> very careful. But um, <laughs> Don't mix up your cards accidentally. No, don't mix up your cards. Mm. It sounds like when I accidentally transferred money from a credit card to a savings account once. Ooh. Yes, I um, got a few extra fees that month that I wasn't expecting and I only realised what I'd done yeah. a bit later. Luckily, it was only a small amount and I put it back straight away. But uh, yep. they, they definitely hit you with a lot of extra fees and most people don't read the credit card key fact sheet. And, and that's another great point, reading your credit card statement uh, or debit card. But particularly credit cards, you've probably heard about there's unfortunately fraud people that copy your numbers, sell your numbers and ID. So please read your credit card statement very carefully. And sometimes it's quite hard because where you spent your money, what we call a merchant, that shop, often uses a different name on the credit card. So it's not easily um, to match up which shop you spent where. So that's why it's a good idea to keep your receipts when you use a credit card and then you can, you've got the date you spent and the amount and then that should match up with your credit card. And anything that you don't believe is yours or you don't recognise, speak to your bank straight away. Don't wait six months. <laughs> Get on top of it. So you should look at your statement every time it comes in and most of course are available online. 24-7 so you might have a habit of looking at it every week and that way it's fresh in your mind oh yes this is what mm. I spent and it's also great for budgeting because you go oh I've yeah. spent that much oh I've forgotten how much I spent this week mm. yeah definitely good things to keep in mind now when I was having a read um, looking at some of the important things to look at when you're choosing your credit card uh, this is off the Money Smart website, my favourite place to look at. Uh, yep. So there was some things that can add extra cost to your card that you might not realise and you should check out. What are the ac annual account keeping fees? Yes, yes. Um, a, there's a great range of cards. You only need to go onto any financial institution site and you'll see a whole range of cards they might link to various supermarkets which we won't mention mm. any names but you can probably guess various airlines again um retail stores retail yeah. stores all sorts of point system reward system uh some for a while we're even giving you cash back actual money back for usage mm. um so you know someone's got to pay for all those rewards mm. and um, a lot of them say no annual fee for the first year mm. and then you forget about it and you plan to cancel and you don't and uh, kicks in and suddenly there's yeah, an extra and cost. and that can be really hundreds of dollars. Some are offering free trips, some are offering, you know, more points to sign up, some are offering transfer of balances and things like that. So there's a great range of cards to choose from. So go onto your financial institution's website 
and look at what's on offer. There'll be everything from interest-free, maybe for six or 12 months, no fees up front, uh, no rewards. So a very basic card, it might have no rewards, lower interest rate, or cards with all sorts of rewards, as I've mentioned, and higher fees or a higher interest rate. So range of cards, because there's a range of people, so that, that's fine. Do your homework. Think. Don't just go, I'll go for the one with the most points. Are they the type of points you're going to use? Mm. You know, if you never... not even be your airline. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, if you don't use an airline or it's going to take you 10 years to get enough to, you know, fly to London, then perhaps you might be better looking off at maybe uh, no rewards or rewards for a, a shop, a supermarket mm. or something else. So you balance that with the fees and you've found a good list of fees, haven't you? Yeah, so along with the annual account keeping fee that we discussed, there's also, there can be fees for reward programs, fees for late payments, fees for exceeding your credit limit, mm-hmm. um, international transaction fees and cash advance fees. Now you can also get international transaction fees on debit cards as well. Mm. Mm. And that's a good point if you're using these cards to go shopping online, which we haven't talked yep. about. Sometimes you find that you're going to end up buying in foreign currency, US yeah. dollars, euros, and then you've got extra fees. So, so. again, um, most good websites do at least tell you if you're going to have fees on top of that. Um, like ATMs now, though you mentioned a lot of ATMs are free, not Every bank at this stage has free ATMs, so, no, so definitely beware. Definitely check it out, and especially if you're using overseas cards or going overseas and use mm. you know ATMs offshore, which are a fantastic service. Um, and so often, what people I know there's different type of cards, but on the same issue, you you have um, preloaded cards, so you load and go cards are available as well. Mm. So you put the money on your card before you go and you can use this in Australia and then when you go to the ATM your cash advance won't charge you anything or very minimal because you've actually put the cash on yourself so it's a store of value in that case does that make sense yeah yeah that's travel money cards yeah but we can do them in Australia you can get load and go cards in Australia mm. as well and put Aussie dollars on them yeah and then maybe just if you're going traveling around Australia there you have a pre-loaded card and mm. that's good for budgeting if you say i'm gonna go around australia or go on this holiday and i'm limiting myself to my 500 dollars, you stick it on the card and that's all you have and when that's run out <laughs> you say oh, i'm going home now i've yeah. run out of money yeah time to end this short so there's quite a lot of fees and negatives i think using credit cards what what are some of the benefits? I mean, there must be some if so many people... Are, well... Apart from getting money. Okay, you use one. Why do you use one? Uh, pretty much before, I had cards all over the place. Just They were debit cards, but it was all a mess. Um, my bank allows me to really easily see what I've spent. It even categorises it all for me, which is great because I can mm-hmm. see where I've been spending that month and it tells me my total spend, which may, may or not work with the debit card now, but... It's good for all just sort of transactions if I've got sort of reoccurring subscriptions like my gym membership or my Netflix. They all just come out of the credit card and sort of I don't have to worry about there being enough money on it. Um, I pay mine off each month so I haven't seen the fee side of it apart from the time I 
accidentally transferred money into a different account out of it. Don't have too many bank accounts within the one bank. That gets confusing as well. Um, yeah, so my credit card's pretty basic. I think it does have an annual fee. I didn't have to pay it this year because it's the first year. Ah, annual fee so free. So I may have to pay a fee next year. So I have to decide if it's worth it or not. So you like it because you can see all your transactions instead of taking cash out and mm. oh, just paying everything in I cash. I haven't touched cash in a long time. Mm. I definitely don't use cash anymore. So yeah. <laughs> got a bit awkward the other day when I saw a place that says... We do not take cash. Yeah, I just do not take cash or do not take credit card. Do not take F boss. That was Uh, it. Okay. Yeah. 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 And some people, some places can still say they do not take plastic or they do not take credit cards or they own. But they have to take cash though, don't they? Yes, they have to take (laughs) cash. So paying some bills, you you know, some places you can't walk in and pay some of the utility bills with cash anymore mm. because cash is actually very expensive for organisations to store it, to secure it, to transport it, to get change. It's high-risk stuff. So cash actually costs banks to push it around. So we are using less cash. Mm. That is, is a benefit for organisations. Um, and again, if you're all on plastic then they can also track everything and it says less risk for their own staff if there's not a lot of cash floating around a, a shop and they don't have to get the staff go to the bank, they don't have to get the staff to worry about change. So it, it will be interesting and it's also going to be interesting if, if ATMs are free. Um, you ATMs cost organisations a lot of money. They're mm. not free. Those banks have to supply them. There is a cost. You have to refill them. You have to maintain them. So we might see a dropping in the number of ATMs. Mm. Yeah. And so there might only be one in a town. I haven't used one for many, many months. Yeah. And there is that move away because people are on plastic. Everything in my life can come off my credit card nowadays. Like I don't even need cash, Mm. really. And a lot of organisations, you must have a credit card, as you said, your gym. To probably sign up as yeah. a member. Yeah, I don't think the gym would accept my, my my cash each week. Now, we've looked at the benefits and the downsides of having credit cards. Uh, what can you tell me about debit cards? Well, debit cards is what they probably issue you straight off when you open an account, as I said, for your ID, for withdrawing those ATMs. Now, the big benefit, why a lot of people like debit cards over credit cards is that it is limited how much you spend is limited to what is in your bank account so if you're you're starting small you're worried that you you know if you had a credit card and it had a five thousand dollar limit you might go and blow that and you don't have the money so it's much safer to have a debit card and you know if you've only got you know thousand dollars in the bank account to your next pay then you can only use the amount that's in your account. But having said that, some banks automatically allow you to go overdraft a a small amount, or you may organize an overdraft into your account. So you can actually spend more than you've got. There's Uh, often fees. There's often fees. So again, don't go into overdraft unless you've got a really good arrangement with your bank. I mean, it might be for a day, you ring up, you go, You know, I was supposed to be paid today. It didn't turn up. I've gone into overdraft for $100. There's some fees here. Might you reverse them? And a lot of mm. banks, if you ring up, 
take the trouble to ring up nicely and say, yep. look, this is what happened, Be they nice will so reverse them. customer. Yeah. And, and look, most banks um, do try hard if you've got a good customer with a good history. They don't want to penalise you because, you know, maybe the computer was down and you didn't get your pay that day or something happened. So um, they can be quite human and you've got to ask them though because otherwise they don't know and the computer will just hit that charge because yeah. that's what has been no, told to do. No one's monitoring. No one is personally monitoring no. your fees, your transactions. It's all done by a computer yep. a system. So if, yep. you, if you want someone to actually pay attention, you've got to give them a call or yep. go into a branch. They're, they're very helpful in branches yep. and that's yep. definitely still an option. Yeah, branch, call centres, um, complaints line. I've sometimes found just emailing a complaint yeah. through. Even those very big organisations can respond really quickly if you lay the facts out very clearly they can follow what your you know what your complaint is about and um, they can check out you know if they've got access to your accounts etc and see what happened and respond so mm. I find actually chasing that up when you see some odd fee is usually very effective mm. so to summarize with a debit card you can't unless you have some overdraft arrangements, spend more than you actually have. Yep. Um, you shouldn't incur any fees with debit cards. I don't really know many that, or any. No. There, there may be some, but I don't know of any that have fees yep. associated with them. And they're really easy to set up. If you have a transaction account, you should be able to set up a debit card and get it sent to you straight away. Because the bank is not doing a credit assessment. Yeah. right? Because it's your money. You've saved it. You can now spend it. So it's yeah. just how you get access to your money. So credit cards take a bit longer. You have to show employment history, pay history, mm-hmm. all that sort of thing, liabilities as mm. well. Whereas debit card, it's your money. The bank's just giving you a convenient way to access it. Correct. Um, yeah. So, But it's also good, like a credit card, because you get those statements online. Yeah. And you can see how you've spent your money. And some of them categorize it so yeah. you can see you know food clothing shopping travel whatever and that can really help you if you're trying to work out oh where did my 500 dollars go this month or where did my pay go whereas if if you spent cash unless you're really good at collecting every receipt and analyzing them you got no idea where all that cash you withdrew out of that atm where's mm. it gone yeah so if if you want to find more information on credit cards or debit cards, a good place to look is your financial institution's website. Yep. Uh, that should have the information product guides slash fact sheets mm-hmm. on all, all the offerings there. Yep. Uh, if you want to compare them, there's quite a few good comparison websites online. Okay. Um, if you just search compare credit cards Australia in Google, there there's some good ones that should come up. And... Also, have a look at the ASIC Money Smart website, and they have a lot of information about credit cards, debit cards. Yeah, and and I I think you know there is a lot more risk in, in credit cards because you can get into this always chasing to pay it, and yeah. that bill will grow and grow and grow because you're earning being charged interest on interest on yeah. interest and it can also encourage you to spend more money than you actually have because you see that number sitting there if you look at your like the bank it actually says 
that much money of what your credit li- limit is and it makes and, you think and to leave you more. on a story to think about i know someone um a very dear friend who uh, got that famous credit card and and spent and said oh, i'm going to repay it back and of course didn't and the bill grew and grew and grew and your credit but, card bill can end up greater than what you actually spent in the first oh, place massively massive and the really sad thing is um, she gave up even trying to repay it back because it just kept growing and growing and growing. And this bill became this whole monster around the neck. Um, then people start chasing you. You've got, uh, you know, um, collectors after you. It's not a very nice situation to be in or the family. So it can be so big that you just give up trying to manage it. And, yeah, and, and there's also some stuff on ASIC's Money Smart website there if what happens if you can't pay your credit cards. So yeah. if you are in that unfortunate situation, definitely have a look at ASIC's yeah. Money Smart website first uh, before you do anything And the first drastic. thing, yeah, talk to your financial institution, explain the situation, and then go and chop your credit card up. So at least you can't use it anymore. Yes. <laughs> but talk to people about it. Mm. There is help out there. Yeah, so... Next week, Kate. So next week, we're going to be talking about the basics of superannuation. <laughs> yeah, the the thing that everyone doesn't want to talk about. I think maybe even more than the topic of money. People mm. don't want to talk about superannuation at all. Even though a large proportion of your paycheck is going there every Nine every and a half year. percent at a minimum. Yes. And it's your money. Yeah. Not yep. the government. So... Ah... Superannuation 101 next week. Now, as always, send in your questions to the How To Money podcast. If we get any, we'd love to answer them either um, at the end of the next episode or just in a future Q&A episode. So you can catch us on Twitter at How To Money Australia. Thank you for listening. And you've been listening to the How To Money podcast.